Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 275 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day to read in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus heals many people in this chapter. In the first case, a leper asked him if he would be willing to heal him. Verse 3 says, And he reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Jesus was always willing to heal. Next, he met a commander who asked him if he would heal his servant boy. Immediately, Jesus says, I will come and restore him. Again, he was willing. He didn't actually have to make the trip because the commander told him it wasn't necessary for him to come in person. The boy was healed that instant. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, and then he healed many people who came to him in the nighttime hours. Yes, Jesus was always willing to heal. He shows us his compassion and love as he healed people throughout his ministry. We read Isaiah's prophecy in chapter 53, verse 4, and it was fulfilled. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. The Old and New Testaments collide here. So what does this mean to us? Jesus has compassion for us and is willing to heal us as well. He has borne our weaknesses, our sicknesses, our grievances. May we lean into him today for all we need. Let's see what Paul is writing to Timothy today. Paul writes to Timothy about the character needed for someone to become a bishop or a deacon. There were rigid rules for serving in these offices. Most of us are probably neither bishop nor deacon, but we can ask the Lord to help us serve him with integrity just the same. Remember, he changes us little by little from glory to glory. In verse 16, Paul writes about the unknown becoming known through Christ. For years, the secret truths about God were simply not known. But through Christ's appearance here on earth, we have the opportunity to learn more of God's ways. Since God and Jesus' work is one, we see God's true nature in motion through Jesus' life. He was compassionate. He was a man of action. He had a determined spirit and continued ministering, even though he was criticized by leaders of the day. No matter how much negativity was thrown at him, he never gave up. I pray God continues to show us more of his secrets and his ways as we study his word. This truly is where we find him and see just how magnificent he is. Let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in chapter 59. The Israelites would wonder if God had lost his strength or if he had lost his ability to hear them as they cried to him. But Isaiah tells them he has not lost anything. It was their sin that caused a chasm between them. They were full of the blood of their sins as they sacrificed children to other gods, murdered, lied, and did not fight for justice. They recognize that their sins testify against them. However, no one stepped up to intercede for the people. Therefore, God did it himself through his son. The last verse in this chapter is God's covenant, his promise to his people. It is underlined in my Bible, and I encourage you to take time and read verse 21 and meditate on it as you read. Chapter 60 is God's promise and states many things that we have read in Revelation about the time when Jesus will reign here on earth. The Jewish people will be gathered together in Jerusalem. All the Gentile nations will honor Jerusalem and bring precious gems and other things to the city. God will light the world with his countenance. 
Verse 32 says, Your people also shall all be uncompromisingly and consistently righteous. They shall possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. Everything that is done here on earth is to glorify the Lord. His final plan will glorify him. May everything we do glorify God. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 94. It starts with, O Lord God, you to whom vengeance belongs. O God, you to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth. Yes, vengeance belongs to the Lord. Let us leave our grievances with him and allow him to avenge us. Verses 11 through 13 are underlined in my Bible and talk about God knowing our thoughts. Just as he knew the Israelite thoughts and their stubbornness, he knows us. We cannot hide from him. Let us instead submit and surrender and allow him to change us. He will continue to do a work in us until we go home to him. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that shows us truths that we cannot learn anywhere else. You teach us about your compassionate nature. You teach us about your loving nature. And you teach us about your faithfulness to us. Father, help us be obedient to you in all ways. Keep us seeking you instead of the world. Use us to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.